Hey, Stu, your rent's due, motherfucker. Hey, Aries, you heard about that new uh, podcast app called Anchor? I sure did, Andy. Guess what? It's time to pay some bills. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. And they have tons of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And we know you know about that money, Jew boy. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go download your Anchor app now for free, or you can go to anchor.fm to get started today. Can you feel it, baby? That money? Yeah. And don't be pulling that falling down the stairs shit on me, you hear? Answer the question after the break. <laughs> Welcome back, folks. The reason he was elected, I think, partially is because of that kind of thing. Because they wanted this, the people that voted for him wanted somebody that wasn't presidential. Because Obama was the most presidential per- president we've had since Reagan. And I'm not saying Reagan's a good president or a bad president. That's not my point. My point is he was articulate. He spoke well. You felt he was a president. We hadn't had one since that time. Obama was that one. He was that president. He was articulate. He represented the country. You looked at him, and I was, it was official. So you saying the people who voted for Trump wanted a misfit? They wanted a misfit. Oh, it was complete uh, backlash. A complete, complete backlash. A, a, someone who didn't fit into the whole program. That was, a, that was a now take that. That's what that was. And how can you create a take that moment? Power. And this is the power. Of having the complexion for the connection. Let me, you, you just set me up. Paul Mooney, nigga. The collection, the protection, the complexion for the protection for the collection. God damn it. Exactly. That's, that's, see, and I'm not mad at it. I don't have time to run around all day talking about when the white man held me back and the white man didn't do this. Right, and the right, white, right, I don't right. got time for that shit. We know what happened. Yeah. White men know what happened. Right. White women know what happened. We know what happened, man. Right. <laughs> we was we were there. You know what I mean? Yeah. We was all there, man. Like we we know we we know what happened, man. That's like us trying to deny we sold crack in '88. We did it. Some of these crack babies that's fucked up is our fault. For the drug that we sold, for the money and the cars and the shit that we wanted. Some of that responsibility falls upon us. We can't escape it. We know what done happened in this fucking country, man. But we don't, I don't, we don't got to run around with it all day. I'm not blaming the white man for shit that go on with me today. I'm not getting into that. Now, when you start having these discussions... And these 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 ultimate and overall conclusions. See, what people escape in these type of 
forums, I'll call them. Motherfuckers be so busy trying to prove points, sound smarter than the next motherfucker, that they completely, explicitly abandon common fucking sense. They abandon common sense, y'all. Why the fuck is we arguing about some shit that we know is true? It's <laughs> racism in this fucking country, man. Hey, man, let me tell you something. Here's what I found out, especially through social media. Most people are stupid, man. Just straight up stupid. There's some people that are born to make minimum wage. Their destiny was minimum wage. Everybody ain't a chess player, man. There's a lot of checkers. The destiny out was here, the destiny is minimum wage and the life that they have a lot of people. Some are unfortunate, but others it's No, because, some people are just dumb. No, some people some people are in the positions that they are in um unfortunately. But then there is a vast majority of people who are in the positions that they're in because of um a lack of will. And laziness. So choice. Choices and decisions. A lot of people are in the positions that, like, when we go through things, man, like I say, I could knock this bottle of water over right now on this floor. And I could sit here, God damn it, I just mopped the floor, man. This shit going, this and shit, man, fuck, I'm always, the time that I spent bitching and complaining about spilling it, I could have cleaned it up already. People will elope, marry, fuck, and get the problem pregnant. But they will not even kiss the motherfucker solution. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't want to take you off this, but I I have a question that I I, I said on the last podcast that I wanted to to talk to you about. Uh, Nathaniel Woods, the execution of Nathaniel Woods. By the time it got to me, I think he was 48 hours away from execution um, by the time it got on my radar. And I saw the story that, you know, once he was out of the house, the shooter was still in the house, something like that. But what moved me more than anything outside of his family, outside of the public, how do you execute this man when the daughter, no, I'm sorry, the sister? It was either the, correct me whichever one I'm wrong. Either, it was either the, yeah, I think it was the sister. It was the sister. The sister of the slain police officer said, Nathaniel Woods did not kill my brother. This is the sister of the deceased, the person who wants retribution and, and justice for the death of their loved one. This person is lobbying for this man's life. How do you still execute him? Now, just forgive my ignorance, because I really hadn't followed this too much. The slain cop, what is his name? Nathaniel Woods. He's accused of killing. The cop was white? No, three three white cops and one shot in the leg. Yeah, three cops got killed, but one of the cop's sisters spoke out. But he didn't kill him. Similar to a a police officer that was on trial for killing a black man in his house, and the brother spoke out. And for some reason, they were able to find a lot, of, a, a lot of room for forgiveness. But in this particular instance, when we reversed the situation. And, and we just got done talking about it. And this is why I'm going to say it again. That's why I support Obama. See the games they play? That's why I support Obama. What has he done for us? What more do you need other than this? 
Man, listen. The games they play is the reason why I support Obama. Listen. Fuck this, that. This man. is this is this is listen. This isn't just games. This is the police. I, I'm sorry. I, I know, but we, I, I know, I know, we know what it is. I'm just saying. This is this is this is so, this is this is some very in the police department the in, uh, uh, the inequity between white and black is is, is so obvious and no one. I don't understand how we don't talk about this daily. I mean, we talk about it, but it's on deaf ears. It's not changing because it's a design. It's a structure. It's an order. Police are ordered to do the things that they do. It's like I said, Donald Trump, he either does what he's ordered to advise to do or allowed to do. Right. The police do what they are allowed to do. They're allowed to do it. It comes from the higher command. They're allowed to do it. Donald Trump said it. You know, when you're putting those bad guys in the car, yep, feel free. Yep. You, don't, you don't have to protect their heads. heads. Yep. Like, it's an order. When he was on the campaign trail, boy, if this was back in the days, you sure wouldn't have these problems. And when he, and when he says, don't protect their heads, he's give, just given the green light he's to the green every light. racist cop. Yeah, bang and, their and, head against and, the top and, of the and car. And this is Candace Owen going, this man is good for black people. Okay, but, but this... The, Go ahead. But then you have the opposite where he puts in significant prison reform. Listen, uh, he, Andy. But well, we addressed that, didn't we? But listen, here's the thing. This what, is this what I want you to understand personally, bro. I don't give a fuck how much good he does. The good is done to undermine the bad. You have to give in order to get. I told Andy. So you have to, you have to, you have to feel like people have to feel like he's given us something. You can't serve me cake with shit in the middle. You understand? And that's and that's what that is. That's exactly because you know, at the end of the day, I don't give a fuck how many black people say they interacted with Donald Trump in real life, and he he let me stay in his apartment for free when I I don't give a fuck about none of that. I don't care about any of that. It's not about him not liking all black people. You got some racist white people that have this picks of black people that they, 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 that they like, that they can tolerate, right? Donald Trump repeatedly has shown us who he is. And he did it on his campaign trail. The instigating, the racial referencing, the innuendos, the innuendos. He showed us who he is, Andy. That's not to say he won't get involved in prison reform. It makes sense to do that if you're looking for black votes, because that's who's in the jail minorities predominantly. So when you when you you have to give something in order to get, but you can't forget. And I'll never forget what I, you know, and I don't even have nothing against the man. I just won't, I can't nullify and act like I didn't see him showing what he represents. Let me ask you something. <clears throat> and before you hold that, don't forget what you're about to ask me. And then with the Obama thing. When people saying, what did he do for us? That's the dumbest fucking question. You know why? You know why so many people got their fucking feelings hurt? Because they stupid. So you think because you got a fucking black president, he's not going to care about nobody but black people. Somebody wrote an Insta- wrote to me on Instagram, and I love the quote. He was the president of the country, not the culture. 
And that's where they fucked up at, bro. And, and if he and if he and if he had tried to be the president just for the culture, they would have crucified him for that. Listen. You see? You Listen. see what he's doing? We knew it. He's just gonna look after black people. Listen. He can't do that. Listen, that's why when they talk about what did he do for us? Like he ain't. Yeah, we 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 was happy. It was a great time. But at the end of the day, it's a fucking. He the president of the United Fucking States. He ain't your homeboy. This ain't scooter off the block. Your nans and them. That's gonna ride, keep his tour with you, and he ain't Mac Mittens, nigga. The fuck is you talking about? Like they say in Brooklyn, is you dumb? Right. <laughs> let me, let me. I gotta ask you this, man, because again, with your, I, I don't want to keep using, I don't want to use the word militant, but I could tell you stand for something. I stand for it all. So let me ask you That's something. Right. Uh, back to these cops and what they do to black folks. One of the hardest things for me to watch is when I've seen white cops manhandle black children. And I go, what a decision you would have to make if you saw a cop manhandling your son or your daughter. Because, you know, little girls, that's a special place in a man's heart and a father's heart. And you had to make the choice. And your daughter's screaming, Daddy, help me. I'm in pain. He's about to break my arm. Help, blah, blah, blah. And you go, if I attack this motherfucker, which I should because that's my daughter, that's my kid, I'm gonna die. Do you die? Do you do you go ahead and take take that? Do you die? You don't answer that question in a prerequisite form because you don't know. When people talk that I would have this and I would have that shit, you got to be careful with that. In certain instances, if you say, "Shabazz, did that motherfucker smack you? Are you gonna smack him back?" Absolutely. But when you're dealing with something as sensitive as that. You have to weigh that in that moment. Motherfuckers gonna say, hey, I'm gonna die for mine. So you say that you think some motherfuckers would say they would, but won't? Absolutely, because they don't know what they're gonna do in that time. That's 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 an that's a situation of adrenaline for certain people. Certain people, based on their life and experiences, interactions, and things that they've already done and engaged in can say what they would do because in some form they've been there before right and that's why i say your person can't really say because if you ain't never been in no drama you might not do shit while the cops standing there hurting your child hard to imagine that you if you're wouldn't. scared of the police but hard to imagine that you wouldn't like that's some your people, child some, and doesn't, brother, doesn't, doesn't a, an instinct a parental instinct take over how much shit do we witness where parental instinct is obliviated? Where we otherwise would have thought parental instinct would be present. And I meant to say obliterated, pardon me. I said obliviated, right. obliterated. Right. Doc, everybody don't give a fuck about their kids, Aries and Andy. Well, parental instinct was denied to a lot kids upon inception. You understand what I'm saying? So it's like, <laughs> that's why I say, man, you had to really, right. it's, it's about who you're dealing right. with in that equation. Right. Let me, let me ask you this. I, but I, but if you ask me directly, without saying exactly what I would do, 
the police are going to have to make a decision. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah. But I, I'm going to put them in a position. I'm not going to say, man, am I going to get killed? I'm going to make them understand this is my child. You're doing this. So you're going to kill me? Hey, if they fucking your child up, what do you, what you think you mean? To listen, them? listen. We're going to have to see. But the decision is going to come from them. Because I'm going to put them in a position to make one. Because I'm going to react. What the reaction is going to be. But I'm going to react. Listen, I, I've always said <clears throat> I would never. Ab- Whoa. I would never. What ab- was that? Oh, that car freaked me out. <laughs> um, I would, Time to go. <laughs> I would never advocate violence against the police because it just would be a dangerous for us as a community. But my question becomes, if the marching ain't working, the protesting ain't working, the praying ain't working. Was it? It seems like what other option do we have to make them stop, but to retaliate physically? And again, I'm not condoning violence against the police, but I'm just saying nothing else is working. So if the bully know you ain't gonna do shit, he gonna keep bullying. I'm gonna so say what, this. What to do you. we do? I'm gonna say this to you. First of all, Andy, give him some hand sanitizers. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Thank you. We feel much better. Let me Appreciate it. I'm going to use some just, just because. Yeah. I mean, we're good. You know, I just want to make sure Aries is all right. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm good. You know, to say the best. I was within that six feet. I'm yeah, well, he didn't He didn't really get us. It just, I, it was in his hand. Yeah. So I wanted to make sure he took care of that part before he yeah. dapped me up later. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> Um, I'm sorry. Uh, what do we do if the prayer and the marching ain't working? Listen, this is the thing, dog. <clears throat> Again, <laughs> the mind has been fucked with. Social media and the news media has single-handedly in its duality of the two mindfucked us to believe that all police across the country kill people. Which we know they don't. All police are bad. Which we know they're not. But the problem is that's what we're being fed to make us believe that it's so bad we need an uprising or a war against the police. We need some changes so the ones that we witness won't be able to do what they do. But I personally, I'm in the real world. I'm in real life. Do these incidents happen? Absolutely. They happen. Police just fucked with these kids on South Beach the other day. Right? It happens. But social media will make you think that it happens more often than it really does. And that's, see, I don't like panic buttons. I live like, like it's, it's weird because I still live life by street rules and street and prison rules. So that's kind of where that, that militants come from that you're talking about. Because even though, you know, I didn't do a lot of years in prison, you know, I had a three year sentence. I did 16 months and 14 months on parole or some shit like that. But I still live prison life. Right. Merge, I'm sorry, merged and meshed with street life. So my principles are just solid because 
what I come from. Being in prison, if you ain't solid, you don't survive. Being in the street and playing with the weight and the, and the weight and the and the magnitude of guys that I played with, if you wasn't solid, you wouldn't survive. Like being solid saved my life. Being solid made these niggas tell these niggas, fuck no, you can't kill him. <clears throat> being solid. So in my solidarity, I always want people to be sound and think for your fucking self. I can't within my fiber who I am as a man and what I stand for. I can't let what you did as a cop make me treat Andy bad as a cop. Unless Andy upholds and supports what you did. Now I got a problem with him. Well, then if that's the case, we should have a problem with black cops. I got a problem with any fucked up cop. I know, but I'm saying the black cops know the fucked up ones and ain't doing shit. Oh, the silence. Listen. The blue wall of brotherhood. It's not just the black. It's, uh, listen, this is why I don't get angry when people say fuck the police. Because that's why a lot of people say fuck them. But I personally know I had a cop on my Instagram live one night. An ex-cop. You know why he's an ex-cop? Because he quit. After six years. Because he couldn't handle the pressure of the job interfering with his integrity. The shit that he knew that he couldn't talk about because he's going to violate the brotherhood, violate the blue wall of silence. He couldn't do that. But this is this. There's two parts to this. The cops. Okay, let let, let me let me slow this down and say this the way that I want to. I agree with you. What you said, you can't judge one cop by another cop. But I also agree with what Ari said, the blue wall of silence. If, if one apple in the barrel spoils the whole barrel, then that barrel is spoiled. Without a doubt. Okay, so that being said, that's one barrel. The other barrel is the justice system. And I know personally cops are aggressive to all people that they feel they are superior to or want to put into their place. Black, white, Latino, it doesn't make a difference. I see that in in police. The problem is that the justice system doesn't hold cops accountable for what they do to black and Latinos the way that they do to white. And who controls the justice system? That's the bigger problem to me isn't just the police. It's the, what they get away with on, the, on what well, we're supposed to back but it's up not a and sep- protect us from. But it's not a separation. That's what you got to understand. It's an organization. There we go. It's not a separation. They're all on the same team. They all wear the same. They all wear the same uniform. But that wasn't their structure initially. That's not what was it's supposed to happen. It's been the structure from the outset. You got to remember, police originated from being called the slave patrol. Yeah, exactly. So this has been the design from its inception. The police department was designed to chase down black men. That's what slave patrol was for. White people wasn't slaves, so they wasn't chasing white people. It had to become fair at some point, so then it turned from black people to criminals. Even when black police officers were first hired, I think it was in, in, in Georgia, I believe it was, if I'm not mistaken. 
Y'all can go out here and, and walk this beat, but you better not arrest nobody. You better not bring no white people back here with no motherfucking handcuffs. So the design is being carried out. Like, this is the blueprint. This is the blueprint. But we elect judges. We, they have to be voted on. This is where, going back to where you said you don't vote, the judges, we, we, we have the wrong judges then that are in, 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 on the judicial side. We have the wrong people in. Andy. We've been had them. They're not going nowhere. It's our ecosystem. It's our country. We don't have bad without good. This shit is not designed for them to do right, brother. It's not the design. See, the information that I give is not to change the motherfuckers per se who's doing it. It's to wake up the people who could be affected by it. And what they can do differently to avoid having to be confronted with it. And if you are, this is how you conduct yourself when you do. The police ain't going to change because they hear Shabazz, the OG post. It's not for them. This shit is a design. That's not going to change. It's not going to change. It's implemented. Like this is what this is. This doesn't change. Like this doesn't this doesn't go away. This doesn't go away. This is you this is no, this is no different from any it's an implementation. This is the original blueprint. And we carry it out this way. This is what policing is. This is what policing is. And, the, and, 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 and again, going back to the fear factor. Man, an uprising against the police would satisfy many. A lot of people would love to see that. So they have reason to send the military in, martial law, send in the Navy, I mean, the, the, the National Guard. But you do agree <clears throat> that that would hurt us. you fucking right. We can't go to... Listen, yeah. we could, but we can't because we ain't fucking together. So we can't go to war. We ain't even. But even if we were together, listen, for, for we, that, we're not ready to go tanks, to war. We're not, we're not. We're not. We're, we're. I won't say we're not ready because I do, from information, believe and know that we have our own cells of individuals that's ready to go to war. With whomever we need to go to war with domestically. But it still takes a certain level of commitment. But you still have to just understand ultimately and overall, this is not meant to be fixed. It's not meant to be fixed. What you think the biggest you've been to prison? No. You've been, been to in jail. You've been, you been to prison? Yeah. How long was you in prison? Uh, six months. Okay. I'm just going to take a stab at it. What do you think the biggest lie a correction officer tells an inmate? I'm trying to think of something funny. I'm drawing blank. <laughs> you was in jail, Andy. What do you think the biggest lie 
And you probably heard it and don't even realize it. The biggest lie a corrections officer tells an inmate is I hope I don't see you back here again. Yeah. He opens, he does because it's business. If ain't nobody in jail, where the fuck he going to work at? Right. There's, a, there, there's, there's another thing that they do too that people miss out on and this is, uh, this is where it becomes inif- it's the, where justice is handed out this way they put you on probation but there's different kinds of probation there's a probation an IPS probation it's intensive probation yeah and they I put see. you in yeah they put you in that because they want you back there's almost no way to survive that probation what's that ISB it's called intense supervised pro- um, probation so which means, like, if you come home on regular probation, or if you have regular probation, or parole, because it's really a parole program, intense supervised parole, um, say I'm in prison. And actually, because I, I was locked up in Jersey, so that's where um, the ISP program would have been for me. But I've seen guys stay in jail instead of going home because they didn't want ISP. But when they go home with the ISP, what's the challenge? I mean, it depends on that parole office. But the restrictions of what you can and can't do restricts you so much that it's easy to step outside the guidelines. And fuck up. And they're looking for you to do it. And they want you to. It's designed. Mm. It's designed for you to fuck up. Like... That's the month. Like when I came home, I wasn't even in uh, a halfway house. I was in an I was in an assessment center. It's called um, Talbot Hall in Kearney, New Jersey, right? And I never forget. I was locked up with this kid from Jersey. He was really, really good friends with Tretch. I used to see Tretch on the visits and uh it was the transition from prison to home and my mother came to visit me one day with my with my brothers and sisters and i was up in the dorms and i didn't hear them calling my name on the on the on the um, on the speaker and by the time i heard them and i got downstairs the guy says to me who do you think you are you got everybody down here waiting my mother's standing right here now you got your mother down here waiting for you Nobody got time to be driving all the way up here and waiting for you. This is how you're talking to me in front of my mother. You know I'll send you back. Send you in a send me back situation. Like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about, bro? But that's what, that's the position you put yourself in. These people, they cowards, they pussies, they bitches, they wife fucking the Amazon delivery guy. They don't got no control at home, so they come the fuck to the jail and throw their weight around. And you at these people's mercy, man. Parole and probation is a fucking segue back to the can. But motherfuckers would rather have it than to be behind that wall. Is jail, <clears throat> prison, 
everything that the stereotype in the movies make out to be, like niggas really be getting raped and shit. And Depending all. on what jail you in, because I was, you know, my bed was. I won't call it a nightmare, but it took a turn because I was locked up in Jersey. It was my first time going to prison, not my first arrest, but my first conviction besides probation for me to really go to prison. And it was a gun charge. They gave me three years. Um, and like I said, I ended up doing 14, 16, 14 months on it, 16 months on parole. But I, I was in a minimum security camp in Marlboro, New Jersey. No gates, looked like a, a military dormitory, no bars, no nothing. We looked like we lived on a farm with a dorm house, basketball court out back. We had work detail. You know, we had a track out back. We walk around, sit on the rocks and talk or whatever. It was like, you know, a retreat, <laughs> like Boy Scouts. You know, that's how it looked. And um, my shit took a turn. Uh, I got locked. I, I got sentenced in April, June, June. My shit took a turn because I fell under a federal investigation, and I was coming off the work detail one day, and they uh, police was there to take me off the bus. I'm like, "What's up?" They was like, "No, it's an administrative move." So they ended up moving me out the camps because. It was an open investigation and you can't be in a minimum security facility with um, a potentially open investigation, uh, open investigation because you become a flight risk. So they took me to Rawway. Yeah, you see that prison as you drive on the turnpike. They took me to Rawway, bro. Now, imagine going from somewhere to Rawway with no bars. You could look across the field and see horses. Dog, they took me to Rawway. I walked in upon arrival. I was fucking shook, my nigga. I never saw Rawway Prison except on TV, in movies. So I'm like, what the fuck are they going to do with me here? But because I wasn't classified to that jail, they couldn't put me in population. So they had to put me in the hole. While this investigation went on, I was in the hole for two months. Now, I don't know if this dude was getting raped or if it was consensual, but on the tier above me, on multiple nights, I've heard that motherfucker getting popped. Did it sound like screams or enjoyable? It sounded like he was hurting. Didn't sound like he was having a good time. (laughs) Act right, boys and girls. I'm trying to tell you. Now, mind you, and this is a short bid for me, but I'm. This is the shit I'm witnessing. So this is why you know I tell motherfuckers, I didn't need five and ten years to be deterred from prison. The shit that I witnessed in my short period of time, from that to me having to step to a dude who had googly eyes for me to tell me, "Yo, you better stop fucking looking at me before I smack your eyebrows off." You know, but. I'm not going to say that like I was this tough guy. Yeah, I'm a, I made it through prison because I'm tough. Nah, because it's a motherfucker that I'm grateful that I ain't run into. I might have been around that motherfucker braiding hair. That shit rough, man. You got to make some decisions. 
You know, I don't want to minimize anything that you just said, but we're staying over at the Hard Rock in uh, Fort Lauderdale this yeah. week because we're at the, the comedy club there. And the girl and the dude who's next to me, she sounded like she was hurting pretty bad last night, too. He, uh, he took it to her pretty good. The, whoever was getting fucked in the room next door to me, oh, I really? was. Oh, really? <laughs> I woke up in the middle of the night. I was like, "Oh, shit!" <laughs> it don't sound enjoyable, right? Yeah, like, At the end, it sounded like it was going okay, but there was a moment in there where I was like, "I didn't know if I was supposed oh, to." They call probably was working their way through the kinks. <laughs> hey man, um, like with Kyla Lacey, man, I definitely want to talk to you again. Uh, you got a you got you got a swag, man, and a mindset that. Uh, it's commendable. I appreciate uh, that, brother. So, Shabazz OG, thank you for your time, brother. And when this gets ready to come out, um, we'll give you all the information. Please promote it. Of course. people know what's up. Of course. Um, thank you, man. You, 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 you yeah. I feel, like <laughs> I'm a, I feel like I learned some shit. Uh, and if you ever get a chance, man, uh, Pete Kyla J. Lacey, man. She's phenomenal. We've had her on like four or five times. Okay. Bad broad, man. Bad broad. Matter of fact, I'll, I'll let you know the... I think it's... Uh, I'll look up the episode. Okay. But what, what initially made me go after her was she did a poem. She did this poem. And she just... This poem about white privilege. And I mean, this fucking poem was so goddamn incredible. I said, y'all gotta, I gotta talk to her. So, like I said, the same way she made me go, oh, shit. I've seen your post and I go, oh, shit. So, glad nah, to have man, you, I, I I definitely um, I definitely appreciate it, man. Like I said, this wasn't, you know, and not to just dive too far back, but it, this this was never my this wasn't an intention. Like I never knew that this was going to happen, man. Right. Like I've always been this guy, but just to have a platform like this and yeah. for people like worldwide, globally to like be tuned in to me, you know, from Africa and calling me from, you know, deeming me and FaceTiming me and all this stuff from, you know, from uh, Tanzania and all these, like, all these amazing places. And I was just using Instagram the way everyone else was. No, but you're not, though. No, initially. And, and I, I know, oh, okay. Initially, yeah, 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 when it yeah. started, I was yeah. just, it wasn't until, because my first repost of significance came from Meek. Meek Mill. Yes. Meek is my man. And I said something one day and he reposted it. And I didn't know. I woke up. I went to sleep. I had about 2,800 followers. I wake up to a text message on my phone from Michael Blackson. And Mike, he texts me he like, yo, Baz, you up? I'm like, yeah, what's up, Black? He said, call me. So I call him. He said, yo, you been on your Instagram today? I'm like, nah. He said, man, go to your page. He said, your page going crazy because Meek reposted your video. He's like, well, next, you know, he said in his African voice, next time tell that motherfucker, you know, to tag you. Because he didn't even tag me. He got a half a million hits on his page. Wow. But my followers went up overnight from like 2,800 to 6,000. And if you go back to 2016, 2015 on my page, 2016, 2017, I was much more abrasive. I was much more pugnant, more vile. 
you know, I was talking on there like I was talking on the street corner. Even though I'm still talking the same shit, but I'm was more vulgar. Yeah. A lot of cussing, bitch this, you niggas this, and I. And then when I started receiving DMs from a lot of women about their relationships, about their children, about their friends, about their careers, and a lot of women following me and commenting, and then it started to, and then I got young guys, um, no dads, no older brothers, no OGs, men need somebody to talk to. I'm about to kill my girl. I'm about to kill my wife. I'm about to kill myself. You know, I started to realize, oh, shit. With great power comes great responsibility. This done turned into a, 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 a this has turned into a responsibility. Like, I got to be careful. I can't be saying bitch all day. I didn't, my, my fear became, what happens if someone, a lot of someone's, Start to say, man, that guy Shabazz, he's so intelligent. He's so articulate. He's so smart. I love the way he does what he does, but he cursed too much. But he always says bitch. But he's always saying nigga. But, and I ain't want that. So, once it became a place of responsibility, man, I scaled, <coughs> I scaled and sanitizer, no problem. Here yeah. you go. That's why I yeah. kept it, the sanitizer. He got the sanitizer, y'all. Um, that's why I kept it this way, bro. Because I felt it was important that nobody got left out. Yeah. So now it's like I could be assertive. I can be firm, stern. And I can drop an F-bomb here and there. Because now people know me. And it's like, oh, OG must be pissed off. He cursed. He don't never curse. Right. When once upon a time, all I did was curse. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But... You know, it's refreshing. Episode 90 with Kyla. Listen to that one on this podcast. I don't know if you, I mean, I don't know if you listen to our podcast, but if you don't. I am now. Please subscribe and download. It's free. More support, the better. But when you do, uh, episode 90, Kyla J. Lacey. Okay. It's bad bad broad, man. It's bad, bad, bad broad. Thank you, brother. Uh, Tell everybody where they can find you, man. Oh, man. Um, Right now, you can find me. 41 floors in the air <laughs> overlooking some shit. But other than that, <laughs> other than that, you can catch me on Instagram, Shabazz the OG, S H A B A Z Z T H E O G, and go subscribe to the YouTube channel so I can start streaming live from YouTube, which is Baz the OG TV, B A Z Z space t-h-e space o-g or you could just go to my instagram and hit the link in my bio to subscribe once i reach a thousand subscribers which i think i'm almost halfway there i'll be able to stream live and then i'm really going to show my ass there you go baby thanks a lot man <coughs> and appreciate i appreciate it, you it was perfect thank you Can you feel it, baby?